Hello and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. I've always looked at Norman as just a fabulous place. I had a great childhood here. And I am a Norman girl. I mean, born and raised from day one, Norman, Oklahoma. I haven't lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. So I call Norman home now, and it's a, it's a great place to live. I'm Zach Logsdon, and I hope you'll join me each episode as we hear the stories of the amazing people, businesses, philanthropies, and upcoming events in Norman, and what makes our big little city so great. I love that in Norman, I am part of something that's so much bigger than me. I just think that the people here in Norman are extremely generous. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, nothing loves anything the way Norman loves Norman. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. When your home or business needs cold air or hot water, call Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing at 405-823-9641 or visit them online at normanair.com. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Very excited about our guest today. She's Jerry Sieber, owner of Classic 50s Drive-In, a Norman institution, a Norman icon, a place that I've been to many times over the years, and I'm sure you have as well. Jerry, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, your family, and your history with the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. Um, I was born here in 1980, and my family originally came from the East Coast. My uh, grandfather came from South Carolina and moved here in the 50s. He played football for Bud Wilkinson and eventually met my grandmother, and they decided to settle here in Norman. Okay. So that's kind of where I came from, where my family came from. Um, so I grew up here. I actually, you know, I went to McKinley Elementary and then Whittier and then West <laughs> back in the day when okay. before um, everything was set up the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually grew up because my family was more of like they had their roots in the East Coast. We were all, you know, really big sailors and divers and ocean people. So I grew up sailing. Okay. So when I was 16 years old, I um, won a scholarship for the American Sailing Association. And I actually went overseas on a huge, big, tall ship, a big square rigged sailboat. And I sailed around the world for, you know, a year and finished high school. So I have a Canadian high school diploma and, um, I like, I know, I, I don't even know. Sometimes I think about my parents. I'm like, I cannot believe you guys let me do this. this <laughs> I know, that's unreal. Right. Wow. That it's is like, fascinating. So it, it was crazy. It's like, there's, you know, I, I remember from like countries and my parents wouldn't even know what country it was. Like they'd never even heard of it. Oh, crazy. They were like, you're where? And I would have to like find all the dialing codes and the country codes and figure out how to dial home. And so, yeah, I was gone for almost a whole year, um, at a fairly young age, but I had, by the time I got back to Norman, um, 
at 18. I had my 18th birthday in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean um, on a two-week crossing. It was like I had already seen the whole world. I'd been everywhere. Or I always tell everybody, I've been everywhere or just next door. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, this I think the twenty-somethingth episode of this, and this has got to be the best story I've heard about about a, a you know a, a growing up. I mean, that is unreal. I cannot. I have two seventeen-year-olds. I can't imagine sending right? them off uh, like that. But and the opportunity for you. So I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make you take a you know we were we were gonna go into the the classic fifties thing, but I'm gonna make you tell us something tell us a story about your time on the ocean for a year is anything pop in your head as just like the wildest thing or coolest thing that happened to you during that period well um oh my gosh like there is so many like one of the first thing right when i flew i flew out of um florida to ireland Mm -hmm. and so this is the first time i was like you know i i had never been out of the country except to mexico i had never been on an airplane by myself i you know had never been through an international terminal so i wasn't really sure like what to even do with my luggage and so i i get off um i get off the airplane and they stick us on a boat and they kind of give us a crash course and they're like okay now everybody get on this sailing vessel and we're going to pop over to portugal before we actually get going okay and we sailed right into a hurricane oh my gosh (laughs) i'm not even kidding you it was like it was the scariest i remember the deck of the ship and this is a huge ship it's like over 100 feet long Mm -hmm. and we're all wearing our foul weather gear and our harnesses and we're clipped into the main line and there are walls of water walls of water on both sides of the ship like you look to one side all you see is just water the other, all you see is water. And I just remember staring up at the sky, like just trying to find stars or clouds going, I think I just made the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> I am going to drown and my parents are never going to hear from me again. And they don't even know where I'm at. Oh, wow. What a way to start the trip. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, that was it. That was the first first week. Wow. But, but you, so. you made it through, you made it to Portugal and you sailed around the world and, uh, you have that amazing, amazing memory. Man, I just, I just, I'm, I'm picturing like when my son, uh, you know, left the driveway for the first time driving himself to school, I was scared to death. Cannot imagine right? <laughs> sending him, sending right? him across the world to, to sail around. That's just that's crazy. what I tell my par- my kids. Like I have two young little girls, and they always are like, "Oh, mommy, we get to do." I'm like, "Oh no, you don't! Like, are you crazy?" Right? They're like, "Well, well, grandma, like you." I said, "Grandma's nuts." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is not happening. I love that so. story. That is so cool. So. so so, I mean, my question, it's a perfect setup for my next question, which is you, you've you've been literally everywhere. You've seen some of the greatest right. places on the planet, and you have chosen to plant your roots I right have. here in Norman. What is it about Norman that brought you back yeah. rather than choosing one of these uh, you know, hundreds of amazing right. other places you've been? Well, and I'll tell you um, – I took a while. Like when I, when I came back from school, right? So I went to OU. Yeah. I have my I have my undergrads. I have two undergrads and like um one in physics and one in political science and I was supposed to go into the military. Okay. And that didn't work out because of health, so I decided I would go I went to grad school. I went to OU for grad school and I went to Oxford and then um I was like I I 
my life was set out on this trajectory to be overseas, to be in the State Department, to I studied international relations. After college, I went into the Peace Corps or after grad school, I went into the Peace Corps. And so it's kind of like I took this long way around and went through all these other like, you know, kind of paths. And then I didn't really settle down until I was, you know, after I came home, I, um, I ended up with like malaria and dysentery oh, and cryptosporidium. <laughs> and so I came home actually to get well, to have some surgery and recover. And I met my husband and, you know, we were, we were just, we had this trajectory that we were going to be overseas. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, my first daughter, uh, Tally, I had her in 2010. And it was just kind of like, it just made sense to me. I was like, I want to raise my daughter in Norman. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can still, people kind of have this idea that if you are raised in Norman or live in Norman, you can't have all these other experiences. Right. And I'm like, you know, no, you can go travel the world and see the world and do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it's about like, this is an amazing community to raise your kids in, to have your family in and to own a business in. And so when it came to that part of my life, this is where I wanted to be to do that. That makes sense. And so I'm that just, is, that is so cool. And, and you were, and you were able to, um, uh, you know, go to work in and, and, and eventually purchase, uh, the family business class, classic fifties, <laughs> which, which I want to talk about. Um, it is classic fifties is, is a Norman institution, as I said, at the top of the podcast. Uh, but there's an, this urban legend about how it got its start and why for many years there was a Sonic right next to uh, classic fifties. And, uh, it was, it was very unique and strange. And, and I heard a lot of stories about it. So I want you to tell us once and for all, uh, the, the, the real story behind why, uh, you know, the starting, the founding of, of classic fifties and why we, for so many years had a Sonic right next door to it. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, okay. So back to grandpa, um, you know, he came here, like I said, in the fifties and he was playing for Bud and he met grandma and he was working for Coca-Cola. So actually he went, he went to, he went to Pittsburgh. He was a football player, right? Mm-hmm. So he went to Pittsburgh. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And my grandma told him that he had to quit and get a real job because they didn't make any money. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So to stop playing football, come home and get a real job, grow up. So he's like, okay, what am I going to do? So he started working for Coca-Cola and it was kind of this time where there were drive-ins popping up all over the country. So grandpa was like, I am going to sell Coke because he's like, I believe in, you know, Coke as a product mm-hmm. and I'm going to open up a drive-in. So he opened up his first drive-in. It was named Glenn's drive-in. Um, his middle name was Glenn. And a couple years later, he befriended a guy named Troy Smith out of Shawnee, who was the original founder of Sonic. Okay. And so grandpa became a really big uh, partner. He became a, one of the original Sonic guys from the ground up. We had Sonics all over the country. We had Sonics in Oklahoma and Texas and uh, Florida. Okay. So he and Troy got along like gangbusters. So then when Troy died, his son, Troy Jr., took over, and he just changed a whole bunch of things. Um, I, I'm, you know, this is all before my time. Sure. But, like, 
you know, it's about food. It's about pricing. It's about just the quality. So he just, he changed all this and grandpa and him just could not come to terms and could not agree. Mm. So grandpa said, I'm going to go my own way. And so he took his flagship store, which is the drive-in on Lindsay, and he changed it, made it classic 50s. Okay. And Troy Jr. at the time, you know, this was their number one grossing store. And he said, if you do that, I am going to put a Sonic right next to you and I'm going to run you out of business. Okay. And grandpa more or less just said, bring it on. <laughs> so that's what happened. Okay. And as you can tell, like Norman rallied around us and they chose us and, you know, nobody would go to that Sonic. Like you were, you were, you know, ostracized. You can't go to that Sonic. That's right. not, that's anti-Norman. Right. So, no, I, so then I, the Sonic packed up and moved across the street. Yep. No, I remember that from when I was in college. Uh, you you were not. I, I lived just down the, the street uh, in an apartment uh, uh, on the other side of the road, and uh, you, we was we were not allowed. I mean, it was understood you do not go to that Sonic by by any means. Right. Um, so um, that's that's interesting. Great to hear that story. Now, now talk about um, how you know the the you know, you you. Um, told me that you, uh, I mean, you're the sole owner of, of Classic 50s now. You yeah. took over, bought out your family. Talk about the, the decision to do that and, and, all, and all that stuff. Well, um, so after I had my first daughter, um, like we had decided we were going to be here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So at the time I was, you know, State Department and I was, you know, technically a human security specialist in sub-Saharan Africa. Wow. So it's okay. kind of like, what are they going to do with me in Norman, Oklahoma? <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, it was kind of, I remember going to a few interviews and, you know, having to kind of explain like in the interviews, like what my Vita actually was. Like people didn't, you know, they're like, you were doing what, where? And I'm like, trust me, I could do the job. Right, right. So, so I was, um, I was the executive director of a nonprofit um, in Guthrie and I was working like 80 hours a week and I never got to see my kid. And my uncle came to me and said, you know what? I'm done. I want to retire. I want to sell. You've always loved it. You know, what do you think? And so I kind of hesitated. I waited about a year or so and I was like, well, you know, let's put it up for sale and see what we get. So we put it up for sale and two people tried to buy it. One wanted to make it a parking lot, and the other wanted to make it a strip mall. Okay. So, yeah, I couldn't go for that. <laughs> so, I yeah, I, I more or less went to a meeting. Like, I was the trustee of the trust because, you know, at the time, my grandmother was still alive. My uncle was running it, and it still was in a trust that kind of encompassed the whole family. Gotcha. So I went to a trustee meeting and they were talking about selling it and it was going to be gone. And I more or less just was like, okay, I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it. And then I came home and looked at my husband and said, okay, I bought the drive-in today. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, do you know how to run a restaurant, honey? And, <laughs> and you, said, you, you said, I've sailed around the world. I can do anything. Uh, right. I was like, of course I do. What do you mean? No. Well, that's, that's... No, yeah, I was. It was a like, oh, really? And so, what what year was that? That was in um, that was in early 2015, and we closed in December 2015. 
Okay, very good. So uh, now you know th- that that had to be right around the time then uh, that that all the construction was either going on or about to start uh, on Lindsay. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I was planning to ask you. I mean, so many res not just on Lindsay, but so many restaurants have com- come and gone o- over the, the time the classic fifties has been around. But you guys have survived uh, through it all, um, notwithstanding that that time period of time uh, with Lindsay being under construction that made the whole town do everything they could uh, could to just avoid that part of town, town entirely. What what do you feel like has been the secret to classic fifties success and survival when so many other places have come and gone? Well, well, yeah. When I bought the drive-in, like I said, we closed in December of 2015, and then the construction literally started in March of 16. Oh wow! So it was just devastating. Like. I had been, like I said, I had been gone. I'd been overseas and then I'd been working, you know, so much, um, out of town. I, I was not as aware, like I knew there was going to be construction. I had no idea the extent Yeah. and I had no idea how long it was going to be. And it was just scary. I mean, every, it, it was like every single restaurant on Lindsay street went out of business, but like 10, you know, like there's like 10 businesses that survived and it was, it was just horrifying. It was, it was awful. And we're lucky. And I feel like the reason that I survived, the reason that the places that survived did is because they were the iconic Norman places that had been here. And it was because our loyal Norman customers went out of their way to drive through the, the construction, to drive through the cones, to have to figure out how to get to (laughs) Lindsay street without the I-35 bridge or the, bridge at Brook or at Barry and Lindsay, you know, it was like we were on an island. Right. So it was insane, but we wouldn't have made it. Like we made it because Norman believed in us and Norman was loyal to us. And uh, I mean, that's all. Have you, have you seen the same type of loyalty and patronage uh, during this pandemic? People coming out and support, um, just, you know, just make sure they're continuing to, to support the, the local businesses. I have, I have, I am so grateful and I'm so proud, you know, like, um, my bread guy, I I always tease everybody. The biggest gossip in Norman are your like food vendors, your (laughs) bread guys and your, and your food vendors. They always know everything about everybody. And, Mm -hmm. and they just come in and they're teasing me. They're like, you know, everybody's business is dead and you guys are hanging in there. And I'm like, we are, he's like, well, what are you doing? Because, they're asking me. And I was like, Norman takes care of Norman. Yeah. You know, I was like, this, we're a Norman. People grew up here. Like, people's parents met on a Coke date here. Right. So, you know, Norman is going out of their way to really support the small businesses, especially the restaurants. You know, like me and my family, I know that we've been ordering um, takeout from different small restaurants from my fam from my friends you know my friends are the restaurateurs in norman and i'm making a point to go and like visit you know one every other day in norman you know i've eaten more amazing food the past three months than i've had my like two years (laughs) good point yeah you know it's like 
you know, we're supporting each other. Absolutely. And, and, and I will use that as, as an opportunity to point out that uh, not only are you, uh, you supporting the other, the other restaurants, uh, but you also uh, purchased uh, 30 of our I Am Norman t-shirts with all of the <laughs> profits going to uh, the, the United Way's COVID-19 relief fund. So you're, you're, you, you and Classic 50s are supporting Norman in a lot of different ways, and, and, and we all appreciate that very much. I do want to mm-hmm. ask um, – have you had to adjust your processes uh, at, at all to, you know, I guess one ad- adhere to any um, any uh, new codes or restrictions placed uh, by the city, or two, just to make your your customers feel safe? Like, you know, that I mean, everybody's afraid right now that they're going to catch this thing. Um, have you adjusted anything to help your uh, customers feel more right. safe? Well, and I will tell you, first of all, we're really lucky because we're driving. So we're kind of set up to where everybody gets to come and stay in their car and they're, they don't have, I don't have to worry about a dining room. And so we're a little less, um, uh, you know, social than some of the other restaurants, but my husband who, um, I haven't really got to mention before is actually, he's a physical therapist. Okay. So he is a medical professional. And so months, I, I mean, probably, I want to say in March, he made us start taking temperatures in and out, washing in and out and recording all of um, the employees' temperatures way before it was even talked about. Oh, wow. So I have like this huge like spiral notebook full of all of our temperatures for the past <laughs> month. And so, yeah, by the time it was like, you know, they had come out like, oh, you need to take temperatures or you need to wash in and out or you need to wear masks. I was like, all of my people have already been doing that for months because my husband made us do it way long time ago. Okay. Um, so I kind of felt, you know, grateful for that and secure for that. He's been keeping an eye on it. But, you know, we're the same group of people. Like, there hasn't been a lot of new people coming and going. And we've just kind of, you know, stayed together and gotten through this together. And like I said, we, we take our we take our temperatures. We, we don't wear gloves because... Um, we would have to change them every time like a car hop touched a tray or a drink. It would just, it would be too many, it would take up too much time. And there's more um, fear of cross-contamination, having the gloves and touching multiple things. So we wash in and out. Like every time they walk in the door, they sanitize. And every time they walk out the door, they sanitize. Great. So we do that. And then they all have masks. And um, I ask all my car hops to wear masks. Um, So, you know, we're doing our best to try to make everybody as comfortable as possible, but also to make us, um, and when I talk about us, I mean my crew because we're a small crew, but we're kind of, we're like family and we've all been in there. And like, when I came back, you know, um, when I bought the drive-in, like a lot of these girls that work for me now were like people that I grew up working with at the Mm drive-in. And when they found out I bought it, they called me and they're like, Hey, I want to come to work for you. (laughs) So It's like we're a big group of girls that grew up together out there pretty much, yeah. you know, and so we're trying to keep us and our kids and our family safe, too, Very good. because, you know, we still have to go to work every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to I want to ask about uh, a little bit more about Classic 50s and, and the menu there. Um, you know, everybody's got their favorite stuff that they get when they come. I know my kids do uh, when they when they head over there. Um what uh, seems to be like the favorite or a couple of the favorite menu items that have been, you know, been those favorites for years and years and years from your customers? Well, I mean, I love 
burgers. And I think I think we have excellent burgers. People love the bacon burgers, the bacon cheeseburgers, and the jalapeno burgers. But like our just what we're known for, we have in in my opinion, we have the best coney like ever. Our chili cheese coney is amazing. They're the best product you can buy, and they're just they're just amazing. We're we're known for our piccolos, of course. Every of course, we hand yeah. bread and make our piccolos every day. We hand bread and make our onion rings every day. Um, you know, people love our onion rings. We make homemade ranch by the, you know, gallons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't go to classics without eating piccolos and onion rings in our ranch dressing. Um, people love the potato boats. And then of course the spriddles, like, you know, if, if you are a girl, if you grew up in Norman, you grew up drinking spriddles. (laughs) So What's what's something that you uh, that you maybe added to the menu that was intended to be a temporary thing or just to try it out that was so popular that it it, it remained uh, and it remained on the the menu till this day? Well, like one of the things that my uncle and grandpa had tried out was the Chicago dog. You know, they traveled to Chicago and they loved the Chicago hot dogs, the street vendor hot dogs on um, you know like Michigan Avenue. And so grandpa came back and he's like, let's you know, see how these go. Well, we have to special order. You have to special order the Vienna hot dogs and the Vienna poppy seed buns. And it has a special relish and sport peppers. So it's, um, it's an expensive product to try, but he wanted to give it a shot Mm -hmm. and it just stuck. Like it, I, I personally eat Chicago dogs. I eat probably two or three a week. Like for (laughs) like, that's my go-to. Yeah. But, um, people who eat them, love them. And they come to us for those. And people who haven't tried one because you think it's really strange to have like sliced tomatoes on hot dogs, you don't know what you're missing. I have not like, tried one of amazing. those. I, I, I need to get over there and give one of those a shot. I That sounds amazing. You do. I'm going to check that they out. They are so good. What about, uh, has, there, has there been stuff um, that, uh, that, you, that you tried and, and went away but uh, brought back because it was a kind of a fan favorite? Well, you know, there are things like, um, I feel like at some point, maybe in the seventies, they might've had Theta burgers on the menus, but I'm not really sure. But I, it was something like when I I bought it and I was like messing with the menu, there were a couple of things that people were just always talking to me about, like, why don't you have a Theta burger? It's, it's an Oklahoma thing. So I went ahead and thought, well, you know, I'll go ahead and try a Theta burger and put it on the menu and see how it goes. Well, it's one of our number one selling items. It's just crazy. Like people come, like we have certain customers that come every single day and order a Theta burger and a Dr. Pepper every single day. Hmm. And yeah, it's just, it just took off. Like I, I added a veggie burger because I felt like, you know, the demographics have changed and, you know, there are a lot more vegetarians and vegans than there ever was when my uncle owned it or ran it. Right. So I decided I need to put a few more things on the menu for people who have dietary restrictions. So I had never eaten a veggie burger in my life and I had to like try all these veggie (laughs) burgers and I finally found one that I could eat. And I was like, okay, this is the one we're going to have. That's funny. Funny. So we have a really good like Chipotle spicy black bean veggie burger that is great. And yeah, people love them. So 
Very that's the, it's you got to change with the times and, and that's uh that's definitely something that all all these restaurants have have had to adapt to whether it's uh, you know dairy or gluten or uh vegan and all that uh so uh it, it's it's great to hear that you're that you're sticking with the you know trying to stay with trends and and uh, those restrictions and, and and cater to the you know all, all audiences i uh, i feel like i could talk to you about classic 50s all day and and i uh, i really want to have you back on another episode to talk of because i feel like you have this life that we could just focus on all the you know you see you're you said that you've been like in the sahara desert doing things and you sailed around the world and you're in the peace court i want to do a, a yeah. entire episode just on you and all the things you've done oh God. but but because we're running out of time for this episode i want to ask you a few final questions about you as a person um and questions that i that i like to ask everybody that comes on the show you know when when uh, when the, all this uh, came, you know this pandemic started and and things shut down and and the world kind of hit pause. You know we we had so many things uh, in our lives that uh, we didn't realize we were taking for granted until uh, we could not do them anymore. See, you know participate in 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 things or or hug people or shake hands. All these things that we took for granted until they were taken away. Uh, so tell me when all of this is said and done. What's one thing that you will never take for granted again? Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I'm going to sound so shallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's, I, it's so not. The biggest thing that has just bothered me so much is getting my nails. I get a manicure like every two weeks. Uh-huh. And I've missed having my nail. And I know that sounds so ridiculous, but it, it just, it's almost like it, it makes me happy mm-hmm. to like not have my hands uncut because you have to understand like every day my hair is pulled up I'm in sweats I'm covered in grease and vanilla <laughs> and cherry and slush and it is just like I am a hot mess seven days a week but the one thing I could do is look down at my hands and my nails were manicured and I'd be like oh it just made me happy this- and now that I like that was just that was huge. I thought it was so silly. I thought that was so crazy. But that's the thing that I personally have just missed the most. And I know that sounds so... No, 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 no judgment here. I've never had a manicure myself, <laughs> but I will not judge you for, for that being the thing uh, that you that you miss. Um, now, a question I, I you, you can't you can't list your own restaurant here, uh, but I ask this of everybody too: um, your favorite place to eat in Norman besides Classic Fifties, and what, <laughs> and what do you like to get there? Well, I am a true blue. Like I support my Lindsay Street merchants. Okay. So I try to like stay on Lindsay Street, stay close to home, and go and eat at their restaurants at least once a week. Everybody. So my favorite treat is Legends. Like I don't think I could live without their salad bar oh, and so their good, dessert. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like it's amazing. I will go down there sometimes just to take a break, and I will just get a salad bar and just sit there and eat, just eat my salad just before I have to go back to the drive-in. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they do yeah. have an amazing. I don't even know what it is about their salad. I remember going there, you know, years, you know, twenty years ago, and getting salad bar and uh, and just how good it was. I don't know what what's so great about it, but uh, but you're right. I'm right there it's with just you. It's the best. I'm right it's there. It's the with best. You. It's yep. And their desserts. You can't. I mean, there's nothing better in this world than their like lemon cake or their strawberry genoise or this Coca Cola cake. Oh my God! Mm. Like I don't eat it. But when I do, if I if I do eat dessert, that's what I want. That sounds amazing. 
So uh, my, my final question before I let you go, uh, tell me something, you know, all, the, all the negativity in the world right now and so many things to focus on that, that aren't so great. I want you uh, to tell me one thing that you're extremely grateful for right now. You know, I am, um, I am most grateful for my family. Like, I mean, I'm really, really lucky because I have, I have two small children and I have a husband, but, um, my grandma, my 85 year old grandma, you know, the original, mm-hmm. um, creator, the drive, she lives with us. Okay. And she is like my full time nanny and my assistant and my <laughs> helper and my best friend. And, you know, Right before this started, my dad, who is my, um, not on my, my grandmother is my mother, mother, but my father who was living in Phoenix retired and he is 76. And so he moved home to Norman to be closer to me and my girls right in December, right before all of this started. And I do not think that there is a chance in the world that I could have made it through this without my grandma and my dad. Like, my dad is doing homeschooling with me every morning because I have to get up and go to the drive-in and open up. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was just like, how am I going to do this? Like, there's no way I have these two small kids. And one of them is in the middle of learning how to read and write. And what a horrible time. Like, I can't do this. And my dad was literally like, don't worry, honey. Oh, I got this. That's awesome. I'll, I'll do this. You go and do that. I'll do this. That's cool. And I'm telling you, we're a team. Yeah, And there's no way we would have made it through the past few months. Like, I am so lucky that he retired out of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, just woke up one day, I'm done. I'm coming home to Norman. I'm That's like, great. really? <laughs> I always thought he was going to make us go to Phoenix. But no, <laughs> he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. That's great. That's great. Well, Jerry, as, as yeah. I said, as I said, it's, it's been a, it's been a true treat and, and I want to have you back on the podcast again, just talk about all the other wild adventures that you've had. Sounds like you've had a, a really, a really amazing <laughs> life so far. Uh, before I, before I sign off though, uh, if anything you want to share about a classic fifties or, you know, a, a website, a, a, your address, phone number, any specials you got going on, how to follow you on in, in, uh, social media, any of that stuff, uh, share it with us now. Yeah, you guys, um, we're Classic 50s. We're at 1521 West Lindsay. Um, You can follow us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. And we have daily uh, happy hour specials, half-price drinks, half-price flushes every day between 3 and 5 and 8 and 9. And you can come out uh, seven days a week. And we are there and we are open and we are excited to see you. Everybody go out and support Classic 50s. As I mentioned, they uh, they were big supporters of the I Am Norman t-shirt uh, fundraiser for United Way of, of Norman's COVID-19 relief. So please go out and support this local business that has done so much to give back to the community. If you'd like to follow this podcast, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter uh, at I Am Norman Pod. And also, we have just started a Facebook page as well. Uh, same address, I Am Norman pod uh jerry thanks so much for being on the podcast today it's been a lot of fun thank you so much for having me thanks to all our listeners stay tuned for many more episodes to come the i am norman podcast is brought to you by the hall at the railhouse norman's premier event space in the heart of downtown 
When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose the Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com.